People think their identity is something that doesn't move. So one day I failed losing weight. So I'm a loser. I don't have any willpower or anything. And I'm like, you can change. You can build your identity. You can choose to be someone else tomorrow morning. You can choose to say to yourself, okay, I failed once and I'll try again. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I am so grateful that you tuned in today. I couldn't be more excited right now because I have such an amazing guest on the show this week for you guys, and you guys are going to fall absolutely in love with her just like I have. So on the guests are on the show this week, we have Mavic Bright. Mavic is a mindset coach, hypnotherapist, neuroscience practitioner, breathwork, breathwork and movement meditation guide, and mama to four very cute kids. She helps ambitious women explode in their personal and professional lives thanks to a boosted mindset, committed actions, and boosted self-esteem, and runs the biggest female group coaching membership program in France. She walks alongside those who are firmly determined to be happy, to fulfill themselves, to dare. And she does this through conferences, seminars, online programs, and her mastermind. She's also been featured in Forbes, Elle, and Cosmopolitan. Welcome to the Mind Your Body show, Mavic. How are you? Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. I was so impressed by this bio. Is it really <laughs> me? Whoa. <laughs> that is all you girl take your flowers take your flowers <laughs> thank you for having me I'm so excited okay so I gotta tell you guys I found Mavic through this online uh, conference that I attended a couple of weeks ago and you know no disrespect to any of the other speakers of this conference they were all incredible but none of them were Mavic. Like she just lit that place on fire. She spoke to the souls of every single person in that audience, including mine. Um, I was just really blown away by her message, the way that she delivers her message, her passion. And that's why I think you guys are really, really going to love her. And I also found out that she lives in my hometown of Toronto. So Mavic and I are definitely going to be grabbing some coffees or some lattes very soon. <laughs> definitely some matcha tea. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so, Mavic, if this is your, you know, someone's first introduction to you, I know I just read that incredible bio, but I always like to hear people talk about what they do in their own words. So, can you give us a little bit of a background about who you serve and what it is that you do? 
Okay, so I serve women, essentially women, but you know what? Some men come to me and I said, okay, men are just women like others. So essentially women. And and you were true. I help them crush their goals. My my approach is based on neurosciences, experience, is and some common sense. Because so often we just want to learn, to study, to have those new concepts. And we forgot to think about things and say, okay, is it okay for me? Is it good or bad for me? And is that what I want? My job is essentially asking you, who are you? What are your values? And take your choice, the biggest and the smallest, knowing your values. And I feel like so many people don't know their values. And starting with this point can change everything. Every single relationship, every single decision can be different. If you ask yourself, is that what is coherent or aligned with my my values. So that's what I do. I mostly do it with my group uh, programs because I firmly believe that being surrounded by people who think like you and who dream like you, sharing a dream, sharing, sharing something big, even if I don't tell you what I am dreaming of right now. If you have a big dream, I have a big dream. Being on our energy can change everything. So I firmly believe that building a container with people dreaming the same way can change everything. That's what I do. Mavic, there's like so much in there that I want to unpack, like so many, but I want to start with values because that's something that a lot of people don't really talk about. And, you know, when the year started this year, you know, a lot of people are thinking about making resolutions and I don't do the resolutions thing. I just, I start with a word of the year and the word of the year is just the intention that I want to feel for that year. And I also take the time to re-examine my values, right? Because I think a lot of times we get stressed or burnt out or feel unfulfilled in life because our values aren't really aligned with what it is that we're actually doing. Or we might say we value these things, but we do something that's completely the opposite, right? So then we're not in congruency with ourselves, right? So I'm so glad that you touched on values as well as the people that you surround yourself with, with the importance of, you know, achieving those goals as well. So thank you so much for mentioning that. Thank you for putting impact on it because I do the same. I It's my dog snoring. It's not my husband or one of my kids. I'm sorry. I start with the, the day of the year and, and this year was such a change for me. I choose embodying because that's the first time I said to myself, okay, right now I want to do less and be more. I just want to be and inspire people by being and practicing what I preach. And the I feel like being able to determine our values is a big act, a big statement, because it's acknowledging for yourself and for the world that that is what I value. And making a choice is telling no or saying no to other things. So when I say bravery is one of my values, it does mean I said no to so many other words 
I could have chosen. I said yes to this one. To know your yes, you have to know your no's. So every single time, I at the beginning of the year, but several times in the year, I asked myself, what do I value? And I found out two stuff. The first one is, must have, very often people don't know their values. When you ask someone, what are your values? You know what? They give you this vanilla soap with love, family, generosity. Those stuff are important. But when you use them to not search, to not explore what you value really, it's, it doesn't make sense. If you say love is my first value, every single decision, every single act you make every day should be the manifestation of love. You know what? I discovered some values are like taboos. People don't dare to say success is one of my values. Money is one of my values. But you can value success and money and being something great something good, something lovable and lovely. Yes, you can. But I feel like we don't do this exercise. That's the first thing. The second thing is that people tend to think that your values cannot move. When you choose five values, you have to keep them from the day you were born to the day when you die. No, no. Some values take us somewhere and put us somewhere else. And when you grow, when you grow, you can change what you value. And it's not some kind of bad act. You have the right to change, to become more and more yourself. And become more and more yourself sometimes means your value will grow, will change, will be modified. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, I like that you said that, that just because you came up with five values, you know, like in 1985, it doesn't mean you have to stay with them for the rest of your life. Because it does change and it doesn't, it does change and it does evolve because you evolve as an individual and also like your goals throughout your life change as well. Right. So I also think that, you know, knowing what you value is also, or can be really helpful in helping you to achieve your goals. So for people who have goals out there and maybe they haven't like reached those goals yet, like how can you not lose that motivation to reach your goal? Oh, I like this question. The truth is my answer is always the same you will lose motivation because motivation is not supposed to last all your life long. For one simple reason, our brain cannot bear dopamine all the day long, all all the year long. You have to have those period, those peak performance period and those slow down period for the health or your brain, for your mental health. So, for me, the point is not not losing motivation, is how to continue even if you don't feel motivated anymore. Because when you don't feel motivated, it doesn't mean you don't want to achieve the goal. It just means this morning you don't feel like it. But if you want to reach your goal, you have to wake up and do your stuff. For me, the secret is in the quality of your habits. 
you have to take good habits, habits which will sustain your goals when you are motivated. This way, when you are when you are not motivated anymore, the habits are already there, and your brain cannot resist an habit. That's mm. it. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. You know, speaking of habits, like one of the things I do, one of the very first things I do in the morning is I read some sort of a personal development book, um, you know, and I know everybody's crunched for time. If you don't have time to read a chapter, maybe you just read like a couple of pages or maybe you revisit a motivational book that you read before and just, you know, revisit those highlighted, you know, passages that you've kind of highlighted in the book. Right. So I do feel like, you know, doing that on a daily basis and exercising because another thing that I do, but I do think that having those habits in place, help me to stay motivated, help me to keep going. You know, even on those days where I feel, I don't feel great. I don't feel like working out. I still do it anyways, because I know I always feel better after a workout. It's very rare that I'm going to feel worse after a workout. I'm always going to feel better. Right. So it really does come down to our habits. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. I I feel the same. And I used to read a motivational uh, book or some neurosciences book at the beginning of the day. And one day my husband told me, but right now, everything you do, even if we you are not working, is uh, focused on your on your work. So you should reintroduce thing you do just for pleasure. And I said to myself, oh, he may be right because during the day I read neurosciences books and motivational and inspirational books to have inspiration. And I started reading just for fun. I read for fun when I wake up. The first thing is just having a habit and doing it day in and day out. Make your self-esteem better. Makes your self-esteem better because you know you did the stuff. You you did it. Second one, allowing my brain to wake up slowly, to go from theta waves to better wave slowly, allow me to have better focus during the day. And third, just having this light reading, this lovely reading in the at the beginning of the day, make me put me puts me in the good mood to do everything. So I totally agree with you. Reading is such a great habit, and you can do like as Trudy does, but you can do it differently. Differently, any kind of reading will be good for you at the beginning of the day. Yeah. It could be an audio track too. Maybe as you're brushing your teeth in the morning, you just have some like motivational audio in the background. You could, there's tons on YouTube, just pull it up on YouTube. You don't have to watch it. Just listen to it. Like as you're brushing your teeth and you're washing your face in the morning, like you're going to feel so much better and you're just going to feel like you have more intention for the day. Yeah. So Mavic, let's talk about success because success is something that we all strive to achieve in our lives. So is there a difference between men and women when we talk about success? Yes, I wish I could say no, but yes, there's a <laughs> difference. This difference lies in two major pillars. The first one is all the studies say the same. Women 
achieve less success than men for one reason. We dare less. That's the first difference. Studies show that when you have an opportunity, an employment opportunity, a relationship opportunity, any kind of opportunity, when a man qualify at 50%, he will try. He will give it a try. He will dare. A woman waits till she has 110% of the requirements. That does mean a man dares twice more than a woman. Obviously, men have more success because they dare more. Second big difference, fear of success. Every time we talk about the fear of failure, ABC, but studies show that women fear success. And fear of success is not really the success you fear. It's the consequences success can have in your life because having success means change. Things will change. And what women think is what people will think about me if I achieve this. Will people think I am as good as I used to be if I reach success? Will people think I feel bigger than them because I succeed? And those fears prevent women from daring. Because if you don't want things to change in the bad way, you better not do anything. That's the big difference the big differences between men and women. So studies show that right now, this fear of success is rising even in the male population, but women are more, more, more likely to fear success than men. Yeah, you know, and and Mavic, listening to you talk about that, it seems like a lot of those fears reside in what other people think about us. Right? Definitely. Fear of success is based on what you think people will think about your success, how people will welcome your success. Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's funny you talked about, you know, being bold and how men are more bold because my word for the year, do you want to know what it is? Yes. Audacity. I like it. Yes, because I said this year, I want to be more bold. This year, I want to be more daring. This year, I I don't want to take as long to make decisions. So it was so funny you talked about that as well. Because women, we we think about over over everything. We got to have the spreadsheet. We got to look at the website. We got to do all these things. And then we take so long to make a move. And sometimes you just have to make that move and take that leap and trust in your ability to be able to recover from it, even if it doesn't work out. Right? Definitely. Confidence comes after action. Action. People always think you have to trust yourself to be confident before moving. No, you have to move. You have to have experience. You have to see yourself in the situation and then 
confidence rises in yourself. So you have to allow this confidence to, to bloom in yourself, make space for it to bloom. But it doesn't bloom except if you take action. You have to take action for things to happen. Oh, I like this. Okay. So keeping with the topic of success, like, are there any like detractors from our success? So in other words, like, what are some things that cause us to fail to succeed? I know fear is one of them, but is there anything else that you can think of that really cause us to fail to succeed? Yes. Relying only on motivation. Mm-hmm. When people tell me, okay, uh, I didn't do that. I didn't went till the, uh, I didn't go till the end because I didn't feel motivated. I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Motivation is not supposed to last. Relying on motivation to achieve our goal is relying on a dream to drive a car. If you want to drive a car, you have to put your foot on the engine and and take the wheel. So knowing, I I feel like the, the, the first thing is having, putting real habits around your goal, asking yourself, what do I want to achieve? And what should I do every single day for me to be able to reach this goal? Sometimes. Those habits are really little ones. Let me give you an example. Last year, I, I, I said to myself, I want to bring a key habit, habit in our family life. I want just a little something that will change our family life. I, I think. And I said to myself, if we are able to pray together every single day, at the same time, I should uh, 7.30 p.m. If we are able to pray this at this time every single day, everything will change. Let me tell you why. In order to be able to pray at this time, the kids should eat before. For them to be able to eat before, I must know what they will eat. They must do everything about school before. They must be showered because after praying, I want them to go to bed. And it changed everything because at this time, I was able to say, this is what what my day should look like for me to be able to be in the living room with everybody happy, clean to pray at 7.30 p.m. So you see, it's a little, a small habit. Just 15 minutes, a pray, a 15 minutes prayer with all the family. But it changed everything. It changed everything. And this feeling of being grateful now is so present in this family because of this little habit. So that does mean if you want to achieve something, Don't look just at this little something you want to achieve. Ask yourself, how will it change or transform my life? So what little step could I take every day for me to be able to live, to feel this transformation? And everything will be easier. 
Does that make sense with my weird English? No, it makes so much sense. So much sense. And like, let's not, let's not minimize prayer here, Mavic, because prayer is not a little thing. Prayer is a huge thing. Prayer works miracles in your life. Even if you're listening to this and you're not religious, just a belief in a higher power and something bigger than yourself that can also really help with getting you motivated as well. So whether it's God, the universe, or whoever it is that you believe in that faith and a greater power will take you so far, especially on those days where you're feeling down, you're feeling dark, you're feeling out, you know, that even in your darkest days, that God has a bigger plan for you. So that is huge. And I love that you do that with your family. That's awesome. Definitely. And I feel like knowing that there's something or someone you can just put everything on and say, okay, now I don't know what to do. Please, please just show me and just use me as a tool is so, so much easier. Sometimes Things can be heavy or or circumstances can be hard. And just having this little space where you can say, okay, can you take it all, please? It's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. Oh, I, I love that so much. Okay. So I share what my word of the year was, which is audacity. And we talked about the difference between men and women. But how can women be bolder? The first thing is, I think women should learn how to forget their ego. Mm. Ego is this little part in our brain which always wants to preserve the way we look, which always wants us to be at our best. And this part is needed. We need it because... It protects us from the danger, but it does protect us from the any change. So we have to be at peace with the fact that sometimes you will hear the voice telling you, oh, why would you do that? Or you are okay right now. Why would you change? Or you don't know, or you don't have it all figured out. You will hear this voice. But you are not forced to listen to every voice you hear. There's another voice in your brain. There's this pre-recorded front text who tells you, here's your future. Here's what you can do. Here is where you should look at. You can decide to listen to this part. For me, the first thing is, shutting those voices in our brain and choose which one we should we should choose the second one is i feel like every single day we hear it but we don't pay enough attention to it choose people who surround you choose people who will tell you your success or your failure don't define you. Nothing define you. Your value is there. The, the day you were born, it was there and nothing will change that. You have value if you succeed or if you fail. And being okay with that, being okay with the fact that no matter what, I am who I am and it's okay. 
makes us bolder, makes us bolder. I can fall in front of 2,000 people. I am still me and I'm still big. Mm, I like that. <laughs> Ooh, I got goosebumps when you said that. Oh, I love that. That's so good. Okay, so Mavic, all that sounds great. But sometimes, let's be real, success, you know, it takes a long time, right? So if success is taking a long time, if it's taking us a long time to reach our goal, how can we stay patient enough in the meantime while we wait for it? I like this question. I hear this so often. You know what? You don't have to wait. It's a false idea to think that you have to wait for success to happen. You have to act until success happens. You don't have to wait. You have every single day to remain faithful in your big dream and asking yourself, oh, what did I decide? What was the habit I should take and have every single day? And you have to act every day. I never heard about someone who just reached success like that. You stay in your bed, you sleep, and someday, whoop, success. No, 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 girl. That doesn't happen. You have to act every single day, choose the right action, or correct yourself if you made a, mix, a mistake. But you have to take action. You don't have to wait for success. Act boldly, act every single day. Yeah. You know, I love that because when I do my work with my clients, you know, the one of the first things I like to work on them with, with them, of course, is their mindset and their language, but also their identity, right? So sometimes, you know, if we've failed at losing weight before, let's just say that as an example, you might say to yourself, well, I have no willpower, you know, I'm lazy, I'm always going to be overweight. Now you're giving yourself these identifiers. Is that really going to make you feel motivated to change? No. So if you want to lose weight, like what would a healthy person do? Maybe a healthy person would work out for like 10 minutes in the morning. You know, maybe a healthy person would have, you know, a smoothie. Maybe a healthy person would, you know, try not to eat snacks after 8 p.m. I don't know what that is, but you have to start like be- becoming that person that you want to be. And that's, that starts with just taking those little steps. It doesn't have to be a big leap, but it's not about, okay, now you were eating like Burger King every single day. And now all of a sudden you're going to eat a salad every single meal. No, no, no. It's not about that. You take the small steps. Maybe if you go to Burger King, you don't get the burger and the fries. Maybe you just get the burger the next time you roll through, right? So it's just like starting with those little things and then having those little small wins build because that's how you get momentum. That's how you get motivation. It's it's by doing those little things each and every day. I, I'm just in love with what you just said because <laughs> I feel like people think their identity is something that doesn't move. So one day I failed losing weight. So I'm a loser. I don't have uh, any, any willpower or anything. And I'm like, you can change. You can build your identity. You can choose to be someone else tomorrow morning. You can choose to say to yourself, okay, I failed once and I'll try again. And my example is always the same. When a kid is learning to walk, (laughs) nobody, nobody let him on the floor like this telling, okay, you are a failure. You will never walk. Okay, my baby, I will carry you all your life long. No, 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 no. 
you hug him and you say, okay, let's give it a try. Sometimes you say, okay, we will try when you are ready. It's okay, but we will try. Yeah. And why? Why do we forget when we become when we become adults? Why do we forget everything we say to our kids? When when your kid uh, 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 is learning how to read, the first time is a nightmare. But you don't say to yourself or to him, "Oh, okay." You will listen to audiobooks. No, no. Let's give it another try. And why? Why? Can't we build our identity day after day? I am just becoming someone else. I am just becoming someone I want to be, someone I want to love, someone I want to be with. Why? Yeah. Oh, and that, that is such a great analogy of like the child learning to walk, because when the child's learning to walk and when they fall over, you don't, yeah, you don't call them a loser. I mean, like, you're never going to walk. Like you still cheer them on. You're like, okay, you took one step. Like, let's do this. Let's keep going. You can do it again. You know? Okay. So I just, whenever we get knocked down in life, we just stay there. Like, and I always say like, if you, if you have a setback, don't take out real estate there. Don't stay there right? Just, just make that next move, whatever that next move is, is, it could be the smallest of things, but at least you're still moving in the right direction. You know what? You just make me realize something. I know when the change happens, when the child fall down, we cheer. And at the beginning, it's normal for us. And at some time, at some age, when you fall down, people start laughing and the change is there, there. At, at this point, our ego starts telling us, careful, watch your step, because if you fall right now, people will laugh at you. And what I say when people tell me, okay, but people will laugh at me or people will think I'm a failure. I say, okay, don't think about people. Ask yourself, how will I react from now when people fail in front of me? And look for those people failing and be the cheerleader. And once you become the cheerleader, once you become this kind of guardian next to, to the other, your the way you see yourself change. When you become a cheerleader, you are a cheerleader for you to change, just become the cheerleader and you'll see how everything will change for you. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So good. So good. Okay. So we talked about success. So I want to know Mavic, like, are there any success habits that you swear by? Yes. <laughs> prayer. <laughs> yeah. Prayer. Okay. That's a good one. And, um, the, the first thing I think we should be organized and know what we are uh, casting. I think it's the, the word. We should choose one, two, or three big goals. What I see is people have so many goals that they don't reach anything. The best way to self-sabotage yourself is having too many goals. The, so the first habit I have, I only have two or three big goals. And 
After that, I focus only, only on the 19, uh, 90, next 90 days. I don't think about the rest of the year or the beginning of the year, nothing else, just 90 days. And this way, I have, you know, like a midterm commitment. I don't have to rely so much on my motivation because what I want to achieve is uh, five, uh, five years from now. I just have to go just to 90, day, 90 days. There's something else. I think, I'm sorry, you must be waiting for something really sexy. <laughs> we must sleep. Guys, sleep is fundamental, capital, important. You shouldn't skip sleeping. When I hear people tell me, oh, I'm late. I won't sleep tonight. I am like, whoa, you will just ruin the rest of your week. Sleep. But, but that's true. Our brain needs sleep to rest and to reboot. So sleep, sleep, sleep. Eight hours of sleep a night, at least sleep. No, I love that. Sleep is sexy. Like, let's just call it what it is. And I, you know, I'm like you. So when I used to work in the corporate world, people used to just, just like brag about how little sleep they would get. Like, man, I only slept five hours last night, five hours. I only got four. And it's like, there's no badge of honor for lack of sleep. Like, do you know how you're ruining your body by not getting enough sleep? Do you know that when you don't get enough sleep, it affects the prefrontal cortex part of your brain? That's a part of your brain that's responsible for decision-making. So your decision-making skills the next day are going to be impaired. And that also reflects how you eat. You probably don't eat as well when you're sleep deprived, right? So Sleep is just so important. It's such an important catalyst for so many things in our life. So I really wish that people would put a little bit more respect on sleep. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And you know what? When I when I started sleeping more, I started tracking my mood before I, I go to sleep. And at the end of the day, when you took so many decisions, when you just faced so many challenges when you face your your life things can feel heavy and the next day you're like but sorry. this is beautiful everybody's happy it's okay i'm healthy just because you had some rest just because of the rest yeah. And sleep is good for relationships too. Cause if you're not getting enough sleep, you might be cranky the next day. So then you're more likely to snap oh. at your partner. Right. And then that starts an argument. So then that puts a fracture in the relationship. So sleep is just so important for so many things you in our life. You know what? You, I like that yeah. really often, too often women in my program are like, how can I do in the morning to not yell at my, at my kids and ABC. And I'm like, okay, how many hours do you sleep? If you sleep five or four hours, you are cranky in the morning and you will yell at them. And they are like, okay, but I want to stay late at night because I want to talk and be able. And, I, and I'm like, okay, so you have to decide what you do. You can stay late watching TV, but you will be cranky and you will yell at your kids. Just sleep more and you'll see. Yeah. For sure. So Mavic, what makes you feel inspired or what makes you feel like your best self? 
Okay. Um, I my I feel my best self when I take time for me. When every single morning, day in or day out, I put my makeup on, I do my hair, I wear jewelry. And for so long, I thought it was, I was just some kind of airy woman. But studies show that our look, how we look, affects our intellectual, emotional and physical performances. That does mean when people say dress for success, you don't dress for success for the other. The first person impacted by the way you look is you. Just because you, when you take time for yourself, when you focus on your on yourself, you have to Think about those little things you don't think of usually. Let's take something really simple. I like red lipstick. It's a choice. I have to ask myself, do I like this color? Why do I like this color? And what is the message carried by, by this color? But that's not about you looking at me. That's about me managing what I give the world. That's about me giving a message without even saying a word. That makes me feel my best self because it's an habit. Me too. Some morning I am tired. I have four kids. I have a business. I have a husband, a snoring dog. Yes, (laughs) yes. Some morning I am tired, but I never skip this part because I know how I feel after. So this habit is one of my good habits. The second step is being aligned. When I say something or when I do something, I always ask myself, how do I feel about it? Even when I talk with my, my, uh, my team or people I work with, sometimes, you know what? my decisions may not be the best for the business, but they are the best for me. So they are the best for the business because I need to feel aligned. And when I feel aligned, I feel powerful. I feel like I honor my values and my identity. Mm, I, I love that because you just reminded me of something. And, you know, when I used to work in the corporate world, there used to be days where, of course, where I didn't feel like going into work. I'm like, I don't feel like doing life today. And I would put on something black or I put on something gray, something that reflected my mood. And then I started putting on bright colors. I started putting on yellow and pink and, you know, just colors that really popped. And I found that when I wore those brighter colors or when I wore my favorite shirt, it just made me feel so much better. Not to mention your, I mean, it's not about other people, but you know, you'd probably get compliments from your coworkers. Like, Oh my God, like I love that color. And then that also makes you feel well, right. That, that feeds your soul too. Right. But you know, during, yeah. Yeah. And then during the pandemic, I fell off of that. So during the pandemic, wasn't going out as much. So then now it was just like in my sweats, you know, all the time, didn't really care how I was dressing unless I was doing like a virtual speaking thing or doing something on TV. Then I would dress up and then I would do the makeup. And I was like, no, Trudy, you need to pull out that favorite top and put that on. Put on those favorite pants and make you feel sexy. Like clothes 
of color, like they just really do help to influence your mood. So if you're working at home, you're listening to this, like I want you tomorrow morning, here's your assignment. Tomorrow morning, you pull that favorite shirt out of your closet that maybe you haven't worn since 2019 pre-pandemic, pull up that favorite shirt and put that shirt on. You know what? What you? I have a program actually. How where I I learn women how to use their look, their style to achieve their goals. Mm. And I I I when I drive my kids to the the school in the morning, mom used to tell me, but where is your office or where do you work? And I'm like, I work from home. And they're always like, and what? what? Are you so dressed up? And I said, for myself, this way. And, and, and that that's so I don't know when. I don't know when society made women think they dress for others. That's, that's not true. The real impact is not on others. The real impact is on you. People don't care if you are in your sweater. People don't care if you don't wash your your hair or if you are stinky. People don't care, but you do care. You do smell. You do see yourself, your reflection in every single glass when you walk. You see. And when you see these people, I know. I know people say, oh, that's not important. You can see beyond. Beyond what? You know what? When I look at you, I am a human, you are a human, and humans are animals. So I look at you. When a lion is in the is in the or oh, in Kenya, he looks at another animal, he said to himself, Oh, is it a new or is it a hyena? And and this way he decides the way he will act. We are animals. I look at you and I decide. So when you look at yourself being an animal. You decide the way you will act. So when you are in your sweater, stinky with your gross hair, what are you thinking? How will you act? What will you do? It's not about others. It's about you. And I don't know why there is this kind of guiltiness about women dressing because it 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 make women feel like they are they they are not um, deep enough. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. You you see a zebra with his stripes. So you see my shirt with those flowers and I see your sweater with those glitters. Yes, I see. And you are very fashionable, Mavic. So I don't, I don't disbelieve that you have a course where you teach people how to like connect, like how they're feeling with how they're dressing. And I need to sign up for that. (laughs) That is awesome. But you want to know what, Mavic? I do that with perfume too, because I found that I wasn't really spraying perfume as much again during the pandemic because I'm at home. And then I started like spraying myself with perfume. Like I would go on like a video conference and I would spray myself with perfume. My husband's like, they're not going to smell you. And I'm like, I don't care. I smell me. <laughs> what you said is so important. People use, yeah. used to ask me, what is my power ritual? And perfume is in my my power ritual before uh, putting my camera on uh, and, and uh, to, to talk with you. I sprayed perfume on me and all the day long I sprayed perfume <laughs> because what I like the smell, but what my brain's brain receives as an information is, oh, okay, 
there's something important right now. We will do something important. Yes, we are putting ourselves in the mood of doing something important. So yes, let's spray perfume. Let's do that. Oh, I love that. So good. So good. Oh my God. Like I have so many questions, so many things I want to keep asking you. I'm trying (laughs) to wrap this up because I'm trying to be mindful of your time. But okay. So Mavic, you are so knowledgeable. Are there any like resources that have helped you along the way to achieving your true potential and success? It could be a book. It could be a quote. Like, is there any sort of resource that's been really helpful to you along your journey? Yes. There's one quote. I am enough. I don't have anything to prove to anybody. Mm. I don't have to succeed. I don't have to be anyone else. I am enough. Oh, I like that. And I mean, it just, it never gets old, right? We continue, we need to continue to remind ourselves of this because there's so many times throughout the day where we feel like we're not enough. So it's so important that we remind ourselves of that. Like put it on a sticky note and put it on your mirror. You know what? When you ask me for this podcast, I was so, I felt so honored. I was so, so proud. And so, and the minute after I said to myself, but you won't be able to talk with someone one hour in English, it it won't be possible. And I said to myself, even if people feel like I, my English is weird, even if some words are not correct, people will feel what I want them to feel. And that's enough. When you listen some music, some Korean, some Japanese, some African music, you don't understand a single word, but you feel everything in your heart. So even if you don't understand an accent or a language, just connect on the other one because we are animal connect. Make the effort of connecting with the, the other and you will feel. And that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. So true. You know, I love listening to like salsa merengue when I'm like cooking in the kitchen. And I saw you on YouTube with your babies and you were dancing oh, yes. and stuff. And I was like, oh, she gets it. So when I'm in my kitchen cooking, like I'll crank that up. I don't know what they're saying, but just like the vibe and the beat and the feel of the music, it just just makes me feel so happy. So yeah, I'm so glad it. that you said that. That's it. Just feel the vibe. And when someone talk, you feel the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So Mavic, I have a question for all of my guests. And the question is, what is your favorite way to take care of your mind and your body? Okay, so I so I have so many stuff for my body, but I think the 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 my favorite way and the most simple one is drinking my warm water first thing in the morning. Just having this big giant cup of warm water made, makes everything so much easy, uh, easier. And uh, for my mind, it's it's reading, reading and being intentional with what I read. You know what? I discovered something really weird. When people start a book, they used to think they must go till the end. For me, if the way you write or if the way your thoughts are don't uh, fit with the way I think, I don't finish the book. 
I won't let you in my brain and allow you to disturb what I have in my brain. So reading is my favorite way, but I'm really, really intentional with what I what what I read. No waste of life with bad books or books that doesn't don't align with me. Yes. Oh, you know, it's it's funny that so it's actually weird that you mentioned that because I started reading this book and this book like had so many great reviews and everybody loves this author and blah blah blah. And I started reading this book. I, I was excited. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna read this book. And I read it on a Kindle. So I'm about 35% of the way through this book. And I'm like, you know what? This just it's not hitting, it's not resonating with me. I'm just not like the content's just not sinking in. It's not feeling, it's not, you know, feeding my spirit. I'm like, I just can't read this anymore. And I don't often do that. It's very, very rare, actually, that I will stop reading a book. But this book, I was there was it wasn't like there was anything offensive. It just wasn't connecting to my soul. And I'm like, you know what? Life is too short. There are too many books. I'm not going to waste my time on this one. I'm just going to keep it moving. <laughs> so I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Awesome. So Mavic, I'm sure a lot of people would want to connect with you after this interview. So where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, Mavic Bright. Uh, that's the best way to find me, but you can find me on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook too, on Mavic Bright. Okay. And I'll make sure that I link all of that in the show notes so you guys can find Mavic and check her out. I like your French accent. Being able to say Mavic so well is so perfect. I like your French accent. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I can't even speak a word of French. So (laughs) now you can say Mavic. (laughs) So Mavic, thank you so much for being on the Mind Your Body show this week. This is such an incredible interview. We talked about so many different things and how we can level up our life, how we can step into our true potential, how we can achieve success and what to do in the meantime while we're on our way to achieving that success. So I just want to acknowledge you for the way that you show up, for your passion, for the way that you serve and for uplifting all of us here today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I don't, I think you don't know how an inspiring host you are. That's why you want to acknowledge me because being with you is so, so simple, so easy. It's not so easy to find an easygoing person and it's so easy to, to talk with you. Thank you for having me and thank you for giving me the chance to share with your people. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.